0: This is the Variety Sports Network, created for the fans, by the fans. Now to your host of tonight's show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the 7th Inning Stretch, presented to you by Dugout Mugs.
1: Josh, 7th Inning Stretch here. We got the dog days of August to get into today. We got a lot to touch on here. First of all, I gotta say we're... Brought to you by Variety Sports Network. And if you're not familiar with Variety Sports Network, we got a lot going on. We got two other shows that I think are going on at the same time. We got our guys Josh on it and Mike and Atlanta doing that with your fellow of mine. We got uh, we got our guys over at the College Saturday Showdown, Doug, Brandon over there, uh, and Caleb doing the show over there at Saturday Showdown. So they're and then us coming on talking a little baseball, seventh inning stretch. So if you would have said a year ago, that's the point we're at now. That's pretty cool. Three shows on going on at the same time. you're Josh Merholz down the baseball side of it two months left here in the regular season a lot to get into like i said here presented by uh dugout mugs we interviewed the guy a couple about about eight months ago with our guy josh lewis that was fun um definitely not going to use that for the a's but we we'll to use this one today not going to use that can't represent the a's yet that was it so go with that so yes dugout mugs. be sure to check that out for sure here a lot to get into like i said on seventh inning stretch i want to touch i only touch on a few things here Otani Olsen, home run race as well, getting two at the end here. Josh Edwards, with that said, I kind of want to go right away with the big story from yesterday, which was the Phillies. They get the no-hitter from uh, Michael Lorenzen, who, who was the first player, I think, like, like I said, like the first player to throw a Phillies no-hitter since Cole Hamels in 2015. The Phillies have been playing good baseball. They're not going to catch the Braves. Everybody knows that. The Braves are too far ahead of them at this point. But with that said, like, this guy comes on, he throws the first no-hitter. What do I got here with him? He's the first no-hitter in home debut ever. He threw 124 pitches. Uh, uh, and he, like I said, it was the first one uh, for the Phillies since 2015 when he, Cole Hamels did it. was the fifth pitcher in MLB history to throw a no-hitter in his first home game. It hadn't been done since 1960. So that tells you how rare that is. That sounds like that will happen. And it's the first Phillies no-hitter since 2010, which happened with Roy Holiday throwing the new hitter against the Reds in the 2010 NLDS. Uh, so with that said, Philly's like got a big lift from him in that trade from Detroit, I feel like, before we get to uh, anything else here. Let's just touch on that real quick. Philly's starting to get a little momentum here.
0: Yeah, they are. Before we continue on, I don't know if it's me or you, but you sound like you're fast forward and you're going through a transformer voice changeover.
1: Maybe it's me. Um,
0: yeah. So check on your end real quick, um, but no. Lorenzen came in, pitched fantastically yesterday. You know, I want I want to give a shout out to not just him but the managers. Because so apparently during the seventh inning, uh, they went down the tunnel and the manager asked Lorenzen how he was feeling. He said he was good. You know, are you sure you're feeling good? He said he was feeling strong. And then uh, I guess he they said he was going to put him on a twenty pitch count. Uh, at that point in the 7th, and, and he was just doing so well, and, and he showed the confidence, and the manager used the eye test instead of a computer. And he, he, he decided for his own, with baseball acumen and baseball uh, intelligence, on how to manage the game instead of trusting a computer that just spits out digits that you know can't adapt and take in what you're seeing live in-action moments, so um, you know, I want to commend the manager on, on using traditional old school baseball skill sets and Lorenzen on, on making some history and having a heck of a game yesterday. Uh, so congratulations to him. Big game, big win for his debut. Uh,
1: hopefully you'll hear me a little bit better. Hopefully they'll have my connection. We'll see what happens with it. I'll have to possibly make it work here with it. Um, I wanted to kind of touch on teams with the, the most pressure. Yeah. Uh, during the year, like, that's the most pressure at the end of the season here. Like, I kind of feel like the Padres obviously are one of those teams. The Rangers, you have any others that maybe come to mind?
0: So, I think the Rangers are under pressure. I think the Strohs are under a little bit of pressure. Um, let me think. There's a couple other teams I had on my list because I don't have my list in front of me. Uh,
1: I also had, I also had, um, I, think, I feel like the Giants are under a little pressure as well, I, I feel, out here.
0: I mean, they're in the playoff race right now. I think the only pressure is to stay in the playoff race. I think, you know, I would say Arizona's under some pressure, but they weren't expected to do what they've done this year. But with as good as they were up until the All-Star break, I would say they've probably put some pressure on themselves now to perform and get back in it because, uh, you know, they were there all season long. You know, this team really came out and played great baseball year. And now they're two and a half games out in the wild card. And how many games out? They're like 10 games out in the division. Like that's a major change from three weeks ago.
1: I mean, I also think the Brewers and Rangers also have a, you know, have some uh, big time pressure. Like we've talked about with the Brewers, they have very short, they have a very short lifespan here with the roster they have. And then you have the Rangers. Who kind of got off to such a good a good start? They're holding on here. I don't know. Those are two teams that jump out to me.
0: Yeah, I mean the ring. Ra- I I get what you're saying about the pressure on the Rangers. I think it's a different type of pressure. Um, I get what you're saying though. Like I I understand it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think the pressure's on Tampa Bay over there because they came out. They were just torching everybody and. You know, the Orioles have come along steady and smooth and they just kept trucking and and playing ball and now they're leading the division They're the best team in the AL, Uh, second best team in the entire MLB, I believe, last time I saw. I can double check real quick. Yeah, they have second most wins in the MLB. So, I mean, I would like to see them continue on, but I I feel like they're playing with house money. Um, Seattle might be under some pressure to try to make the playoffs at this point with everything they have on the roster, but – Toronto, Houston, Tampa Bay are in front of them. So the AL is just so stacked. I mean, it's it's hard to say there's pressure on any AL team because the Yankees are basically done. Boston is basically, basically done unless something dramatically changes. I think there's more pressure on teams in the NL right now, to be honest. No,
1: I, I, would, I would agree that the Yankees one's interested in me because they are in last place, and they haven't finished in last place since 1990. They've had their GM cash for a very long time to this point. They're fam- base isn't usually a big fan of it uh of coming in last place I, I feel like there's a little bit more pressure on the yankees there What i think the angels and the padres are obvious the twins though josh i mean this is a franchise that hasn't won a playoff series since 2004 they're in a very weak division they've, they have you know they've been they're in this weird spot as a franchise i feel like there's a little pressure there in that minnesota circle
0: I mean, it, yeah. I mean, there's some pressure. I think I would say it's more internal pressure. I guess when I think about pressure, I think about it from the fan bases. That's what so, I think if I'm a
1: fan base of a Twins fan that hasn't won a series since 2004, I'm a I'm kind of I'm a little frustrated here.
0: But is, but as a Twins fan, was I expecting them to win the division and do something in the playoffs it's this year?
1: A crappy division, yeah. I would think that you were expecting them to be right there with it.
0: I mean, yeah. I guess you're right. Okay, I, yeah. Okay, I will concede. You win that. You win that one. I'll give you that one. All right. You got Brewers? me there.
1: Give me the that one.
0: Brewers, no, there, there's no pressure because the Cardinals fell flat on their face and and just destroyed a whole season. And and even Brewers fans knew that they were not going to be a deep playoff team this year. So the expectation that they were even going to win the division couldn't be that high. Um, I, I mean, it. that's going to be my expectation. Yeah. I got it. Is <laughs> so, my audio better than- Yep. a little bit. I don't and know if it's, it's you or me. So, hold on. let's let me check this real quick.
1: Let I might have, I have the same issue with me. So, that might be me. Apparently, apparently nope. when I got
0: on huh. Oh, no, it's huh. you.
1: Yeah, it's me. Well, if you want, I'll come on for a second if you want to take the take yeah, take the reins for a second. I can jump off, but
0: yeah. Um, I mean, you do whatever you want to do. But yeah, I can I can dan- sing and dance for a minute or two. All
1: right, there you go. I got you.
0: All right, so we were talking – now I'm drawing a blank because we were in the middle of it. But uh, talking about teams under pressure, I think the pressure is completely off. Now, uh, off a lot of teams, uh, especially teams that are up top, Like I don't think Milwaukee has a lot of pressure just because of expectations. Um, In in terms of pressure, I think there's going to be a different kind of pressure on two organizations next year. And it's two, the two organizations were the most winning in baseball history, and that's the Yankees and the Cardinals. Both teams are in last place in their respective divisions. Both teams fell flat on their face this year. You want to talk about pressure? I see where Darren comes from on the the Yankees have pressure, but so do the Cardinals. But I think it's going to be a different kind of pressure from the fan base that these organizations, these ownership groups, and, and these GMs are not used to going into the next season and the offseason. So that that's the pressure that I think, I'm more focused on is who's going to be in pressure in the, in the off season as much as anybody who's pressured to get in the playoffs. Now, I think the AL is wide open for the most part. I think there's nine teams that can make the playoffs, maybe 10 teams that can make playoffs in the AL and, and in the NL, the top is the top five are so strong and there's four people competing for the six spots. So, I mean, there's, there's a little bit of pressure, but I think we're looking at who's going to be under more pressure in the offseason.
1: We'll see what happens comparatively. here. I'll we'll see what happens here with my audio. I'm that's sure better. That's be better. But they, that's better. That's better. Based on your comment there, I'd, I'd say it's partially because you're a Cardinals fan, so you're already thinking offseason. season. Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been thinking off season since the All Star break. Uh, what, do you, what do you got? This question of the
1: week. Let's get to it. If you had a build a team, greatest players, uh, give me a couple. You got?
0: Who's on I your went team? old. I want old school guys. I want guys like um, Kurt Flood, Bob Gibson, Babe Ruth. Y'all are going to be shocked when I say this name. Pete Rose. I like that. Johnny Bench. Um, I want Yadier Molina. Of course. Uh, you would have thought that. I mean, he was for, for a catcher. I mean, he, he didn't take no nothing from nobody. No, I'm good with that. Um, I mean, Piazza and Pudge could be on the list too, but I mean, I love catchers. So, let me see. You know, Nolan Ryan was a beast. I mean, dude, dude was just a, a, an animal. Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling. Um,
1: I got David Eckstein as one Cardinals guy there. I feel like he, yeah, was, always David feel like he was always gritty Who there. Uh, I think Darren or is somebody I think of. Well, I think. Gritty as well, like just kind of like went all out. Center fielder for the Angels back in the day, Gary Anderson giving Angels a lot of love. But those are guys that were killers here against the A's. Uh, I also would have to go with uh, Craig Council, Dustin Pedroia would be on that list.
0: Pedroia, that's Uh, a good
1: one as well. Mark Lemke, a brief shout out there, John. Nineteen ninety-three, be my boy, Brian Johnson. Lankie was a killer in the playoffs. Those are the guys. Those are the pesky guys, the gritty players that you think of. One of my Favorites he passed away about 10 years ago. Tony Phillips, he was a gritty player uh, back in the 80s and 90s, early 2000s. Uh, Will Clark, definitely gritty, uh, a player a dog, Dog Days of August. That's who I think I'm right there. I think Will Clark on that list for sure. And then a couple other ones locally, A's. I always used to think of Mark Ellis, and Eric Burns was kind of a gritty player for the A's a little bit too. So those were guys, a couple of guys that I liked as well. Uh, what I think, you know, we could go like Ty Cobb. I all that but those are the guys that jumped out to me growing up
0: yeah growing up i mean i grew up i mean hold we're the same age so i mean we grew up in the same era of players so yeah that's why you hit so many that i was like yeah okay yeah all right yeah. all right <laughs> so it's like who'd you miss now now i'm sitting going who, who did you miss well, Pierre i, I like
1: yeah he was a gritty player
0: well see i was thinking more like all time so I was well, trying I mean, to all, make sure I included.
1: Well, I don't mean like all time like great players. They are already great at what they do. So I think. now oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. They're like kind of carry it what you do. Like kind of are like the unsung heroes in a little bit of way because they're.
0: Aj they Przybyszewski. Kind of
1: like, exactly. Like, guys like that. Exactly. That'd like, right. you know, just like come up big. They kind of do the dirty work. That's kind of uh, you know not always seen. Like he said, I mean really has a good one for sure. Even though he's maybe a little bit better than Przybyszewski, he's still on that list. As a great oh, player. Yeah. I'm good
0: with that. Who else, man? I'm trying to think who else. Um, who are we missing?
1: That that were, like, gritty players of all time. I'm sure, like, well, like, all right, so let's go to your central. Who was a Cubs player? That was, a, who was somebody on the Cubs that was pesky right away. Well, like- I don't
0: think – I don't – I wouldn't consider Sosa gritty, no. but maybe Mark Grace or Moisey Salud. Mark Grace would
1: be – great one i think that's a good one
0: um was ryan sandberg gritty uh
1: yeah i mean he was super good but that's it Derek lee was, he was
0: good probably somebody that
1: stood out to me is kind of good.
0: mike lee
1: yeah how about oh, mike Lowell? that name. He played for the marlins and the red sox he was always there like over 250 home runs hits over time he got the marlins won the world series yeah. with them like we said last week, weekend won it with the red sox
0: jason Veritek.
1: I would say that that counts Jason Kendall Jason i give you that one Kendall I I mean for God's sakes the man they see all running the first base and then new <laughs> true oh we got a couple uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh,
0: Logan just messaged me he goes what's with Darren's robot voice <laughs> we're working on it, buddy. it thanks for tuning is in it,
1: is there pretty Bad right
0: now. I mean, it's not as bad as it was, but it's still. Yeah, it must be my connection. Yeah, or you got a loose wire in your mic somewhere, but who knows? We'll figure it out. You're still, you're still listening. To, like we can still listen to you. I just sound right. better for, than you for once in my life.
1: Uh, that's good. How about if I just go like, I'll do this. I'll just start doing this one.
0: Yeah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> All
1: right, you answer this then. Okay. That's right. You got you got any other ones? that
0: Um. <laughs> Keith Hernandez. Man, I'm sure there's a bunch of Yankees. That should be on that list. And I'm missing it. Kenny Powers. Jesus.
1: <laughs> I like Jack Moore.
0: Uh there's just so man. There's there's so many from back in the day. You don't get gritty players now like you like we used to. I mean, you just don't. Players aren't the same as they used to be. So, what
1: do you think about this? I got a uh, for diamond notes. You can answer it. You can you look at the list. See what you got here. My voice obviously sounds ridiculous, so you can kind of answer what I got for kind of things I wanted to point out this week. So I had uh, announcer get suspended for the Orioles. Cardinals get their 10,000s win. Anderson Ramirez fight. Go. What do you got?
0: Dude, I want to go O's announcer gets suspended first because that suspension was absolutely insane, absolutely irresponsible, and the Orioles organization should be ashamed uh, of their actions. And I, I just – that's horrible. I mean, he didn't say anything untrue. He, he wasn't being critical of the team. He was just stating the facts and and covering the team. So that was absolutely BS. Um, are you going to respond, or am I rapid firing? You're
1: rapid firing. Go ahead.
0: All right. Cool. Cardinals get their 10,000th win. Woohoo! It's in the worst season they've had since uh, the 70s. But congratulations to them. Uh, the Anderson Ramirez fight. Anderson went down cold. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Um, I don't know if he was out, out, but I mean, he was out. So, um, I, think it, it was a sissy fight. Huh? what did you think of that? He threw his glove off. Yeah. Like, what'd you think? Like, I, I he, that? Yeah. Sissy. Sissy. Yeah. I don't know if you can even say that. We might cancel from saying that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it in a bad way. Um, <laughs> Please, I, I think it, there could be Peter. a more masculine way to go about things, uh, a more traditional thing, but, uh, no, I mean, I love it. I, Tim Anderson is one of Logan's favorites. And, and I'm not the biggest fan of Tim Anderson, but he he is a he's a good player. But I, I found it rather amusing that he got cold cocked in the middle of a baseball game and went down like a sack of potatoes. Um, D. Baker moves in. Seventh
1: all-time and manager wins.
0: He's been doing it forever out up here. I don't he, like he, Dusty Baker.
1: He'll probably pass Sparky Anderson B6. What do you think? My last one here. Uh-oh. Who gets, the, who gets the most?
0: You know, I'm, I'm going to root for uh, Shohei Otani because I want to see history made. Um, But I, I'll be honest with you, man, I'm not sure. I mean, they both get a shot. It, it, it's so close right now, it's not even funny.
1: It makes me sick that, uh, that again, Olsen played for the A's. absolutely makes me
0: sick that that was the case. Was Dude, the A's should have had two or three World Series in the last ten years with all the players they've traded away or gotten rid of. we maybe three. That's a lot. Two.
1: Hey, so what did you want to... Those are my diamond notes for the week. What did you want to touch on, though, involving uh, uh, maybe analytics or, you know, what was that that you wanted to touch on?
0: Okay. If my voice allows it. If your voice allows it, you, you're right. So, um... Sorry, there's an Amber Alert going on. My phone just started going crazy. Um, with the advanced analytics, advanced analytics is back up. Analytics have always been a huge part of baseball, There, but there was simple statistics that we were rated how good players were off of, and, and traditionalists like myself will always use those to give us our base information. But these advanced analytics that's come up in the last twenty years and the way they've been implemented over the last. You know, you can say 10 years, but their major impact has been over the last five. I mean, it's it's not ruining the game, but it's definitely taking away from the game. And that, that's why earlier when we were talking about um, Lorenzen's no-hitter, I wanted to give a shout-out to the manager for not trusting the advanced analytics and not going with the in crowd and doing what his job is to do and what managers have done for over 100 years where you watch the game. You use your brain, your gut, and the information being given to you in real time by your player if they can continue on. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays probably lost a World Series in recent history because they pulled a guy because they didn't want him to see in the lineup for a third time after he'd thrown, like, 52 pitches. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, any old-school baseball manager would have smacked that organization upside the head and probably resigned over something like that if that's what, you know was being dictated to him or not managed the game, I would assume. But I, I think people are taking the advanced analytics and they're using them as a Bible. Advanced analytics are an amazing tool. They've been brought to us that we need to utilize to enhance the game, not try to dictate the way the game is played. A game that's always been perfect for the last 100-plus years and that we are constantly trying to improve on, which – Okay, the pitch clock's going to be cool for three or four years, and then we're not going to need it anymore. Too many front office in the vacuum. Yes. They can't tell you how many players. Yes. Boom. Thank you, Josh Lewis. One of the smartest baseball people I know backing me up here. They're, they're, they're just playing by what a computer spits out. A computer has not been playing baseball for over 100 years. A, a computer can analyze the data that we give it in a way that we tell it to analyze it, but it, it, it can't take into account the variable change that happens in live real time. So I think baseball is – the rules they've made this year have been helpful to the game. But the way that teams and organizations and front offices are implementing all the insane amount of advanced analytics is, in my opinion, hurting the game long term. How do you feel about that?
1: Let's hope I sound okay. So we'll, make, we'll see if that makes it a difference. I think um, I think analytics – were a good, are a good part of the game. But then sometimes I feel like that if you're having to make phone calls from the general manager spot to the coach spot, I feel like that's going too far. And that's the part where, like, where they... It went too far because MLB had to add a time clock. You know, Think about that. Like, The game was being slowed down so much where people didn't want to watch. Yeah. So to me, that, tell, that tells me that analytics at some point did go a little bit too far terms of at least the audience, don't you think?
0: That's a good point. Actually, nobody's ever brought that exact point up to me before, so I never even thought of it termed that way.
1: Yeah. I don't know. That That's the part for me is, like, I like I like it, but there's a drama part of real-life humans working their way out of situations, and, like, that's what draws you to these guys as your favorite player. So I, I think that's the part for me that I miss.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... It's frustrating, man, because we were brought up on the on a different game. I mean, my kids will never understand baseball the way I learned it growing up. The, the, yeah. they'll never understand the strategy and, and the mind games that are up uh, inside games inside of the game being played. And and really, you're you're taking the skill away from the managers who should be managing. It. And at this point, they're out there. A lot of them out there are just puppets i.e. the Cardinals manager, um, amongst others in the MLB.
1: Do you think it takes the freedom away from the players? That's what I think it does.
0: I mean, to some extent it does. I mean
1: – There's no personality be. with their game. Hakuna Jr. is like a rarity. You know what I mean? Like where he can do multiple things and he has this edge and they allow him to happen.
0: Right. No, yeah, he, he's a more well-rounded player. That That's that's another good point about the advanced analytics. you're you're taking baseball players and you're turning them into uh, a power hitter or a contact hitter, or you're not letting them. I don't think we're angling the game in a sense of how it is to be well-rounded and players to be well-rounded. I think we're specializing the game almost as if we would with football, where each position has a certain job they're supposed to do, and that is what it is, which – I mean, baseball has that, but you're supposed to. It's it's a multifaceted sport. You play offense, and you play defense. You're supposed to be able to do both, or at least the majority of your team is supposed to be able to do both. But the ones that can't are so good on their own, in one sense, that you can't not have them on the field. I.e., Yadier Molia. Makes sense.
1: Makes sense to me. Um, there's a lot of managers like this that are puppets now. A lot of puppet managers.
0: And I mean it's horrible. It's bad for the game. Is the Cardinals a puppet manager yet? Oh, God, yes, he is. He's asked, The only reason Mike Shield got fired was because he wasn't a puppet.
1: Do you think that this guy would get fired in the offseason or he's too much of a puppet to get fired?
0: I think they'll give him at least another year. I mean, the president of baseball operations already came out and said he's going to finish his contract. I think he's got two more years on his contract. <laughs>
1: <laughs> definitely good if he does Kapler too no doubt
0: yep. I was going to say Josh Lewis can't stand no. him Josh you it up? is so good to see you why don't you just hop in the room man and come on in and, and talk especially with us we'd love to have you on for a couple minutes
1: especially when I'm robot Darren I can't talk
0: yeah I mean I could so definitely use, nah, I could use Darren could definitely use a better somebody to talk to I mean, even though he's robot in there right now come on in Josh Okay, okay. for real if <laughs> you can With our luck, he's probably on daddy duty tonight, his wife's probably But Probably is. Uh, Or they're out doing something cool.
1: (laughs) Well, you're about to do something cool, But you're about to play poker.
0: Oh, so, that's not cool. It's an old man's game. Nobody our age plays
1: it. I heard there was a good fight online the other day.
0: (laughs) You heard there was a what? (laughs) I have a baby in my arms and no mic. That's all right, buddy. You can just hop on your phone and hop in. I'll send you the link. <laughs> but no, Josh. Next time you want to go on, or you ever want to come talk baseball, you know you always have a seat here on the seventh inning stretch, always and forever, my friend. Um, but what's what? So I mean, is that kind of where you're at on the analytics, Darren? I mean, are you in the same ballpark I am, or Darren? Did I lose you? I think we lost there. At least we lost him with a smile on his face, right? I mean, come on. Um, so no, that's I mean, that's where I'm at on the advanced analytics. I think some of the rules have worked out really nicely, but with the the dominance the advanced analytics in the game right now, it's it's, it's overkill for the traditionalists, and it's making it really really hard to move. It's making it really hard to transition to the new game because so much is changing so fast. Um Oh, Darren. Well, Darren may not be back. Um unfortunately, he's having some technical difficulties on his on his end with his internet. We understand it all happens. Uh let's see what else he had on the He says um, he says he's really sorry to leave you guys stuck with me tonight and and, and it's okay. It, it, it'll be okay. Um, so we kind of, we already went over grittiest players in the draft. We, uh, we know most pressure. we talked about Lorenzen. We kind of did our five. No, man, we were kind of blowing through tonight. We were moving quick. Um, so going into the weekend, uh, there are, there are some, there are supposed to be some big games, and I don't have the list because Darren had the list, which is all right. Let me see if, uh, I can pull up the whole weekend schedule and see if I can predict the games he thought were going to be the big games of the weekend. Bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just see the weekend slate. Here we go. So this weekend we got Braves and Mets. That should oh, They got a doubleheader on Saturday, so that should be a, a decent series. Um, Cubs-Blue Jays. So the Blue Jays have been picking it up lately. They've gotten themselves back in the playoff hunt. The Cubs are one of the hottest teams in baseball right now, uh, winning left and right. They have some of the best pitching. Stroman comes back soon. Um, so the Cubs actually could be a real real threat to win the Central and steal it from Milwaukee. Um, and I just don't know, if, because of Cincinnati's lack of experience with all the youth they have on that team, uh, are. They're gonna. I just don't think they're gonna make a run for the playoffs, but the Cubs definitely could. Um, getting some from Darren here. But, um, so we got Tigers and Red Sox. Yeah, it's not gonna be that big of a game. Red Sox are still playoff contention. Tigers, I guess, technically are because of the division they're in, but I think they're too far out to catch up. You got the Rays and the Guardians. Uh, Two second-place division teams going on uh, this weekend, so that should be an okay series. Yankees-Marlins, this will be a fun one because the Marlins will be able to beat up, hopefully, on the Yankees for for once. And I have to bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. I am trying to bring Josh Lewis into the show at the moment so we can have another body. Oh, he might be here sooner than I thought. All right, we'll see if Josh can get in. Hopefully he can because I'm on mobile tonight. But, um, no, there's going to be some good series this weekend. Twins, Phillies are playing, so that should be a good competitive matchup. Reds and Pirates. The Reds are better than the Pirates are, so that won't be much. Angels and Astros. Now, if the Angels can go into Houston and they can take this series, that's really going to help give them some more momentum for the playoff push. And that'll also help the Rangers in return by uh, keeping the Astros off their heels. Brewers are playing the White Sox. The Brewers should win this weekend. Uh, The D-backs and the Padres. I guess this will be a good matchup because of the NL West, considering the D-backs are only two games ahead of the Padres. And the Padres have been showing some momentum as of late. Uh, Rangers are playing the Giants. The Rangers need to win this weekend, uh, like I was mentioned earlier, because the Astros – if the Astros lose to the Angels or, or can lose a game or two to the Angels, they can pick up some more space on them and give them some cushion with the division lead. Uh, Dodgers and Rockies are playing this weekend, and then you got the Mariners and the Orioles. If the Orioles were to stutter this weekend and the Mariners would win that series, and Tampa Bay can – who would I say Tampa Bay was playing? Going back through here, where did I say Tampa Bay play? Oh, Cleveland, and, and Cleveland and Tampa Bay can capitalize on on playing Cleveland because they're going to be at home in Tampa Bay. Although they did just lose two out of three to the Cardinals, um, that that helps tighten up that race in, in the AL East. So, there's a lot going on there. And there's going to be some good baseball on this weekend. Uh, we got a couple doubleheaders, so make sure you tune into that MLB Network. I'm sure will be carrying some of the games. Catch your other games on Fox Sports One and ESPN and uh, your local Fox affiliate. I don't think we're going to be able to get Josh in. Oh, Josh. <laughs> he was going to try to jump in since we lost Aaron, but long and short visit. It's going to be a good weekend of baseball. It's not going to be the best weekend we've ever had, but it's still going to be exciting. There's going to be a few good series on. There's going to be a lot of bad teams playing each other too. So um, you just got to enjoy it. Look for the highlights. I mean, you know what we should do here at the BSN, the, the seventh inning stretch? We should do a compilation of the worst plays of the year. Um, and I bet we can get a bunch of them out of these weekend's games. <sighs> that's not fair to say they're still professional baseball players. But um, that's all I have for tonight. Sorry that Darren had some technical difficulties and I couldn't get Josh on. Uh, we will be back next Thursday night, recapping what's gone on the week before, previewing what's ahead of the on the coming weekend. Uh, you all take care and have a great week.